Hey, all you nostalgic birthday girls. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 novice and the other is a 9021 expert. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Other shows on the network include Comic Book Coffee Break, where two friends sit back and take a deep dive into comic books past and present. Three Nice Things, where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation. Radio 64, featuring video game music remix radio. Previously on X-Men, where we look back at X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. And uh, there's a new edition on the Radio Meanwhile Network. We talked a little bit about it last week, but since then, the first episode has dropped. And the second episode, actually, by the time this episode comes out. But it's called 90s Music Got Me Like. And each episode, uh, Eric and I, my husband Eric, talk about a different 90s song. So we talked about Two Princes by the Spin Doctors. And then the most recent episode, we talked about Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. It's a good format. I like the length. You yeah, know, because it's one that you can just like sit down and because and, you're, you're what, like 20 minutes. It's kind of like uh, the, between the like game. 20 and 30. Yeah. 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 It's been a lot uh, of fun. So give it a yeah, listen. Yeah, I've enjoyed what I've heard so far. Nice. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're discussing episode 324. Perfectly perfect. Let's crack open the West Beverly Blaze. Let's do it. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. This episode originally aired March 24th of 1993. A couple of magazine article things. Shannon Doherty was on the cover of Us magazine. The headline read, Out of Control and Under Attack. Shannon Doherty. I don't know how it can get much worse. So she's having a hard time, apparently. I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) This season. Which, I I mean, I, I know that she does have a hard time on the show, but I don't know. I didn't know, like, when... Yeah, it was the whole time or what, but apparently <laughs> it's begun at least. It's begun, yeah. yeah. Then I found an ad for Duke's Bad Boy, and it was it just made me laugh because he's like Brandon's on it, looking like super intense, and it says Brandon's gambling is out of control tonight. It's payback time, <laughs> which <laughs> doesn't really make sense with that episode. It's intense, but and they also, I guess, were marketing this as nine hundred two one zero senior year because hmm. well. It doesn't say season three. It said like senior year. Because remember, this this was the time when they were talking about doing a uh, a spinoff, the, right. the the freshman class like coming in. So that's probably why they're using some of that branding. Yes. Also, Gabrielle Carteris did an interview for the Washington Post, and she said a couple interesting things that I wanted to mention. A, a lot of the beginning of it is just about how they can't go out in public because people are just like crazy for them like oh, it wow. talks about Ian Ziering and Brian Austin Green were mobbed at an airport in Spain and a spokeswoman called it the second coming of the Beatles wow. and uh, Luke Perry caused a riot in a Florida mall and like nine people were hospitalized oh my gosh so yeah and so she talks about like how stressful it is and how she doesn't she tries not to like go to things unless she really feels like she needs to yeah, go yeah. to them And uh, she also says, what this show has done for television has been wonderful. Fox has acknowledged a whole group of people that needed to be acknowledged. Shows that shows have always been the adult perspective of what a young person's life should be rather than really accepting what it is. Beverly Hills is just a location. 
it also mentions something about, I guess the person interviewing her mentions that Andrea is the, like the moral one. And she like rolled her eyes at that and said that she's going to change that. And that Andrea has kissed just as many boys on this show as anyone else. So I just thought that was funny. So check out that article. It's a, it's an interesting read. On March 19th, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 premiered. It's a good one. I, people tend to not like it, but I like it. Hmm. On March 29th, the 65th Annual Academy Awards happened. Uh, big winners were Unforgiven, Scent of a Woman, Howard's End, and Aladdin. Best Picture went to Unforgiven, as well as Best Director to Clint Eastwood. And uh, Al Pacino won for Scent of a Woman. Emma Thompson won Best Actress for Howard's End. Original score and best song went to Aladdin. Yeah, that makes sense. And March 30th, Ian Ziering turns 19. Oh. That's actually a little younger than I would have guessed. Yeah. I don't know you why. Know I, I thought so too. Yeah. And lastly, April 2nd, The Adventures of Huck Finn. Oh, yes. I remember this movie well. We watched it in school and stuff. I loved it. I've never seen that one. What I really loved, though, was the Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Brad Renfro, yes. uh, Tom and Huck. That's... Oh, I was a big JTT fan. So. I would watch that right now. <laughs> All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will, but you know what? We'll stick in 1993 because this is the year that Jason Priestley uh, had his first big feature starring uh, movie. And that was a 1950s movie called Calendar Girl. Kind of confusing because the song Calendar Girl came out in the 60s, but whatever. Um <laughs> But it's set in the 1950s, and Jason Priestley, as in a group of like teenage guys, have this quest to meet Marilyn Monroe. So they go on this trip and try to follow her to like get a date with Marilyn Monroe. Uh, it was not well received, but I loved it as a kid. I saw it in theaters because of Jason Priestley, like because of 90210. I was gonna say it sounds like a good, good premise. It is. Well, it's kind of weird because it's almost like Jason Priestley's character is not really the lead in it, but they kind of act like it is, and so it throws the movie a little off balance but if you want to do a special episode on calendar girl i'm here for you anytime you know i'm always down okay for a special episode at first i thought you meant the 2003 movie calendar girls which is no very funny. Helen Mirren? no well the uh calendar girl has a 11 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah. and an I audience remember- score of 31 percent. i remember it being a good time Who knows? i haven't seen it since 1993 so i don't know who can say yeah. All right. Let's see who's living in Beverly Hills. Our synopsis for Perfectly Perfect is, thanks to Samantha Sanders' connections, Brandon and Steve get chosen as contestants on a cheesy dating show. Brandon is reluctant until he runs into Celeste Lundy and realizes she's a contestant, too. Unfortunately, Steve sets his sights on her, too. Meanwhile, Kelly continues her downward spiral with stress and dieting pills, complicating Donna's plan to throw her the perfect 18th birthday party. Today's episode was directed by Bethany Rooney and written by Jillian Horvath. We've got familiar faces like Angela Gillespie, Michael Kudlitz, and Anthony Michael Rollins returning as Jackie, Tony, and Jordan. This time, Tony made a move on Brenda. Uh, I know, he did. Uh, he took a shot. Jennifer Grant. Jennifer Grant makes her first of eight appearances as Celeste Lundy. Eight appearances? Eight appearances, yes. I did not think we were going to see her again. Well, you we're going to see her seven more times. So. Wow. Uh, she appeared in things like Walker, Texas Ranger, Friends, and CSI. This is probably her best-known role, though. Gotcha. Rod McRae is making his final appearance as the real estate agent who Kendra thinks looks like John Cleese. <laughs> he uh, does. 
Rick Zeef is the game show producer here. Bobby was his name. And I thought he was really annoying in this episode. Yes, you know, he, he was. was. Like, come on, my job's on the list. Just the whole thing was uh, was kind of a pain. Five years later, he would come back to play Irv on Melrose Place. And then in 2011, he had a recurring role in the CW years of 90210. So this wow. guy, three series. Uh, we have Shashir Kirup as Dr. Tarsia with recurring roles on the West Wing, Chicago Hope, Heroes, and True Blood. And finally, we have Tanya Lynette Smith as the, the girl in the bathroom with Kelly at the end of the episode. I thought she was so good and so nice. Yeah. But I was surprised they would give that scene to an unnamed character. I know. But it was very strange. It was. But I really liked her. And like, I, you know, I was trying to figure out who she is. But yeah, it's not a named role. It's she. That's her only appearance on 90210. Uh, but she's best known for her recurring role on Party of Five, plus appearances on shows like Leverage, The West Wing, and Grey's Anatomy. All right. Well, let's get into the episode, shall we? We start at the Taylor house and Kelly is up early and she's like killing herself on her. Uh, yeah. What do you call that machine? Know, like a stair stepper. Stair, stair yeah. It was like yeah. a like an elliptical. Stairmaster. Yeah. Stairmaster. That's that's yes. Um, she's been working out and she keeps like turning it up and working and working and working. She looks awful. She does. Yeah. Um, finally, she comes down to breakfast. She's very mad at david for eating her banana it's like yeah. a whole thing oh yeah with the banana that he ate and judging judging his jelly donut and everything i gotta say despite kelly's terrible attitude i thought this whole breakfast scene was very cute yeah just like very domestic and like they're they're a nice little family i liked it yeah i'm so kind of impressed with the way that they're able to make kelly look kind of haggard mm -hmm. because it seems like normally when they do that it's doesn't work so well it's just like they mess up their hair but i mean i think kelly looks genuinely like yeah in bad her face shape, looks you know? like very drawn she and looks, tired yeah. and weak. yeah whatever they're doing with the makeup or whatever she has this very like gaunt it was very believable it was yeah david gets a phone call and to whoever he's talking to he's like i can't ask her that right now and kelly wonders what it's about but he's like oh i wasn't talking about you but then after she leaves he tells jackie that that was donna who wants to have the party at the Taylor house. Yes. But Jackie says no because of all the real estate stuff going on. Mm -hmm. um, and David is like, why are we even throwing her a surprise party? Like she's been, she's been awful lately. Yes. <laughs> so at school, David and Donna are talking about the party and it's that night and they don't have a venue. I, I don't know. He's like, you've invited everyone. And I was like, well, how do they know where to go? <laughs> I know, seriously. This is like the pre-texting like texting days, too. They, have like, they must have like a phone free. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Then Andrea and Dylan are talking about English class and how he's doing. And he's really enjoying being in English class now. Donna comes up and mentions the party and that they don't have a place to throw it. And Andrea's like, let's just do it at the Peach Pit, where mm -hmm. we have every party ever. <laughs> Then Kelly walks up and no one has a poker face in this series no. ever. They no. all are instantly like quiet and weird. And then they're like, bye. And they all like yeah. walk away. It's uh, it is really well done, though, in that it, it really it adds to her paranoia. And it's very believable. Yeah. You know, I think they really sell like the awkwardness and her misunderstanding of it. I feel like a lot of pieces in this episode fell in place really well. Yes. Don't you think? I, yeah, I think so. I thought it yeah. built well. 
Steve is trying to convince Brandon to be on Love at First Sight, this dating show that they were selected for. Brenda's there, but then Donna comes up and kind of steals her away. And Steve is talking about there'll be girls with legs up to their necks and they'll be perfect and we get to be on the show with them. And Kelly overhears this and says there's no such thing as perfect. She's not very happy with that conversation. Though she like loves Steve in this episode. Steve is like her best friend. Yeah. Donna asks if they can have the party at the Walsh house, but Brenda is not comfortable with Mm -hmm. that because she and Mm -hmm. Kelly still aren't quite best friends again. Yeah. And so they decide to have it at the Peach Bay. Kelly and Brenda need to have the DTR. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly at lunch asks Dylan if he's noticed anyone acting weird, to which he says no. Then she takes out her dieting pills. And Dylan mentions, like, you're starving yourself. Like, if you're going to take those, you still need to eat. Yeah. But she she gets kind of offended, actually. She, Mm -hmm. you know... She doesn't want to deal with him calling her out on that. So uh, he is going to pick her up at 830 that night for her birthday. Mm -hmm. Steve is still trying to convince Brandon. He wants an answer. Andrea thinks he should do it. And he's like, why would you want me to do that? Isn't it like sexist? And she's like, well, the girls get to pick the guy. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it is sexist once we're like there and asking questions and yeah. stuff. But anyway, yeah. Brandon says he doesn't want to do it because he's afraid it'll be a competition with Steve. As we've seen, they easily fall into competition with each other for for different yeah. ladies. Plus, last time Brandon won the competition and he yeah. got stuck with racist Brooke. Yeah, I know. So no, no wonder he doesn't want to compete with Steve for another girl. Yeah, but Steve <laughs> says they will be in different groups and so Brandon, yeah, he gives in. Yeah. Definitely. Why wouldn't they? Different groups. Yeah. Uh, so Brandon gives in. He's going to go. Kelly, uh, Steve finds Kelly. She's just like leaning against a post moping. And she thinks everyone is talking about her. And so Steve is just like, oh, yeah, you can't tell, but we're having a surprise party. (laughs) He just like lets the cat out of the bag. Well, I think she I think she pretty desperately pleads to him to to tell her what's going on. So I in that moment, I feel like he made the right decision. Yeah. Well, she's very upset they're having a party. I actually really liked this scene, though. I, I know what you mean. That, like, suddenly Steve is Kelly's best friend. And she loves him. But I think it sort of makes sense because I feel like what's happening with, you know, all this relationship stuff is uncertain and her mom's getting divorced again and all that. I feel like she's just sort of reverting. She's, like, withdrawing to this, like, immature place. Back to, like, when she and Steve were together, you know. So right. it kind of makes sense that when she's feeling vulnerable in that way that, that she would be drawn back to Steve in, in, in at least, you know, in a way to get comfort. So... I thought it made sense and I liked the scene. Yes. Steve, you know, is asking her if she's okay and she says she just doesn't feel like herself right yeah. now. Um, and that Steve is the only person she can trust. And she wants him to be at the party if there has to be a party. At the Taylor house, Kelly goes home early <laughs> from school. Uh, yes, and everything's fine, right, Kendra? Yeah, it's Kelly great. Has great time at home. Yeah. So I wrote, I like their fridge. It's like yes. in the wall. Yeah. It's a cool, it's like the whole yeah. wall is the fridge. Is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's very it's cool. Very cool. If that doesn't sell the house, what will? I know. You know? That fridge. What about all the sinks? Did you notice that? 
No. There's at least there's at least three functioning sinks in that kitchen. Well, you know, Beverly Hills. It's a lot. You need you need three sinks. It's a lot of sinks. What I guess. if you need to wash? What if yeah. three people need to wash something at the same yeah, time? Exactly. Yeah. So she gets some like potato salad out of the fridge yeah. and just starts like it. eating it, like yeah. the whole thing. Then she like changes her mind and she dumps it all down the sink. Yeah, which is a weird move. Yeah, I know. And then I or like the garbage disposal, I guess. But then the real estate guy walks around the corner and he's like exactly. showing mm-hmm. a family the house. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, kind of standoffish with them. Then she goes upstairs. Jackie is showing this mother and daughter Kelly's room and they wanted to see the closet and then they're like looking at her clothes. Well, like a, a red sweater falls out of the closet. Oh, yes. Mom picks it up and is like, oh, this would look cute on you. Yeah. But yeah. Kelly's already like down down in the kitchen when, when she runs into them and they're like, oh, I was just telling them what a nice school West Beverly is and Kelly's like, I wouldn't know. I dropped out. All of the music during this Kelly meltdown scene is, is phenomenal. Do you Very, remember? like, Dylan music. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's hardcore. When she grabs that potato salad, yeah, uh, it's it really it comes in strong. But yeah, she's already she's already made a bad impression on the family downstairs. Yeah. So then she's like, "Well, why don't you take all my stuff?" And she starts like throwing clothes at them. Yeah. Yeah. And then like just yelling at them, and they she really freaks out. It's not yeah. a short scene. I mean, no, she really no, no. Berates these people. Yeah. And so finally they leave, and Jackie wants her to apologize, but she will not yeah so it's intense i loved it i loved it too it was great she really went for it she really went for it (laughs) at the studio where they're recording this um tv show bobby the producer is giving everyone directions how the show works trying to get everyone like amped up yeah and then he says they're going to do some practice questions so he asked steve how far would you go on the first date and Steve is like, can I say that on TV? And Bobby's like, no, like, you need to think differently. Like, I'd go to Santa Monica on the first date. Like, that's how far I'd go. And then he asks, what's the most unusual place you've ever kissed a girl? And Steve says the belly button. And then Brandon gets up and goes to the bathroom. But he starts to ask if you were a vegetable. And Steve says, Zucchini. <laughs> Yeah. Which I didn't really understand that answer. Mm, I think it was a little off color. Got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it now. Which actually kind of surprised me that they could make that kind of joke. Yeah. I, the censors must have <laughs> been you like, make oh, that joke on TV? Zucchinis are delicious. You know, <laughs> probably didn't even. <laughs> oh, I totally. Okay. I totally yeah. get it now. Yeah. Okay. A little so, <laughs> so Brandon runs into Celeste in the hallway yeah. on his way back back for the bathroom mm-hmm. and they of course hit it off immediately oh, yeah. and then steve walks up and meets her as well and here we go they're both yep. into this girl yep bobby calls the three guys who are going to be on the first show and of course steve and brandon are who are who are dressed like the guys from night at the roxbury yes they the yeah of course yeah and of course they're on the same show together so same it's like show. them and one other guy yeah this game is stupid it's the dating game but you can see each other basically right it's kind of silly but whatever um so well on the, on the dating game it's like the contestants aren't it's it's because it's like an equal thing they have to match up they have to have right. a love connection yeah you know? it's just one but person still. trying it's just one person picking on the dating game right yes okay yes yeah and the guys are just in it 
no matter what. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the contestants will go on the date. They don't have to match up. Right. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. So the girls are asking them questions. So they're ignoring this poor kid in the middle. They're yeah, only seriously. asking Steve and Brandon questions. Yep. Brandon gets asked if he would be a tiger, puppy, or shark. Steve says if he could take three things to a desert island, he would take sunscreen, a cell phone, and Celeste. Yeah, and Celeste because she's the one who asks. And then Brandon is yeah. Why? Brandon is asked if he was a famous surgeon who could transplant different parts of the three women to make the perfect woman, and he says, "I'd make you all look like Celeste." (laughs) Yeah, which is. early in the game to sort of be cutting out the other two you yeah. know what i mean really make the play so they go to a commercial break and steve is very upset at brandon for for going after celeste and yeah so they're in competition yep they're at it again then at the end of the game they have to so the way it works like you said they have to match like the girl and the guy have to pick each other so a, one person picks brandon one person picks steve Steve and Brandon both pick Celeste, yeah. and Celeste ends up picking Steve, which I was surprised by. It was a little surprising, yeah. Because she, like, hit it off with Brandon yeah. at the beginning. But Yeah. So Steve is very excited. They have, a, they have a kiss, and he finds out they have to go on their date right then. Which conflicts with Kelly's party. Yes. So now he's like, I can't do this. And Bobby's like, you're going to do this, so yeah, help he's me. He's like, please, my job is on the line. <laughs> He'll get fired if this rando doesn't go on a date with someone? Yeah, okay. so, so they have to go on this date. As Steve and Celeste are leaving after the, after the he you know, they match up, she's given a big bouquet of roses, and they're walked out with cameras and everything, they're out, and there's a giant stage door that's opening, and Celeste is looking at Steve, and she is heading straight for the door, like straight for the door. So I was watching this the whole time as it's moving, and she just barely clears the door and it's only by coincidence that she does but she smashes the roses and everything like slam into this stage door and it was so funny i didn't notice that yeah that's so funny on the way like steve is very you know in his head and not really talking to celeste and she's like well we can do both like we'll go on this date we'll make it really really quick and then We'll get you to the yeah. to the party in time for cutting the cake at midnight. I guess it they're was, waiting until midnight nice to cut that, the cake. I guess so. It was nice that she was so chill about it. You yeah. Know, she was like, yeah, totally. Like, she's just understanding. Like, of course, you have to be there for your friend's birthday, you know. Yeah. So earlier at the Taylor house. So this is after Kelly has. The meltdown. Sure. The meltdown. Yes. Yeah. So Kelly apologizes to Jackie and they kind of have an argument where Jackie is like, what the heck? Like, why are yeah. you acting like this? And I thought Jenny Garth's acting was so good in this scene where she I was agree. like crying and she was like, no one understands yeah. my life right now and yeah. how stressed out I am. And Jackie's response is not helpful. She's just like, you're 18. You need to cope with some things. <laughs> It's like, oh, just cope with things. <laughs> I don't think that Obviously. Jackie really, I don't think that she really is understanding the scope. I mean, it's no. not, you're right. It's totally not helpful. But she I probably think just thinks he's she's being dramatic. I think she just thinks it's the whole like Brenda Dillon thing. Yeah. I think that's all Jackie's really focusing on, not really thinking about, because she's sort of like, yeah, it's hard, like moving and everything, blah, blah, blah. But I think she's just kind of missing that Kelly is in turmoil, you know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, after this conversation, Kelly takes another pill. Throughout this whole thing, she takes like 20 pills. She does. Yeah. Yeah. 
At the Walsh house, Brenda is wrapping Kelly's gift for the party. And she's talking to Cindy and saying, like, well, they asked if they could have the party here, but I'm not ready for that. And Cindy gives her credit for trying like yeah. she is. I mean, she yeah. is putting forth effort yeah. at all in the I relationship. She's going to the party, you know. Yeah. And then Brenda talks about her friend Darla from back in Minnesota and how Minnesota. she let their friendship go, but she misses her friends and how she's going to give her old friend a call. At the Taylor house, Dylan is there to pick up Kelly. Her, he and Jackie walk into her room. She's not dressed. She's looking for her red shoe like a crazy person. She can't find yeah. the shoe. And so she decides that she's just not going. And she and like, like shoves them out. The yeah. Door she like pushes them out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> she's not going to go. No. At the Peach Pit, Donna and David are decorating with horrible decorations. These like teddy bear decorations. Yeah. And Brenda comes early to give them a hand. Yes. They are aware that the, that the decorations yeah. are bad. Yes, you know? yes. They talk. They mention that. Oh, and there was a Willie cameo. Did you notice? Oh, Willie's at the fryer it. in the background. He kind Willie of like sighting. And Yep. Yes, yeah, we saw Willie. Willie watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a new segment. Mark yeah. that down. <laughs> Back at the Taylor house, Jackie found the shoe and she yeah. convinced Kelly to get dressed. We see Kelly looking at herself in the mirror and she takes another pill before Dylan comes in and says she looks perfect and they decide to head out. But she leaves got, her I've pills got, behind. She does. I don't know. But in, in regards to their fashion, I have two comments, Kendra, and yes. they are as follows. I hate that super baggy 90s look that they're starting to get into now. Like mm-hmm. all the guys' suits, they're like double-breasted suits that are like four sizes too big. They look yes. insane. I hate Secondly, it. Secondly, I felt like Kelly's bright red shoes with her bright red dress were a little too matchy-matchy. Oh, interesting. I would have liked some contrast shoes. What about you? Like a black shoe? Yeah, a black shoe. Something like that. black shoe would have looked nice. But you know what? I I thought it looked good. It didn't stick out to me. It's not looking good. All right. And that ends our fashion corner for this week. (laughs) Fashion. Back at the Peach Pit, it is is hopping. There are so many people there. Sorry. When she's taking the pills, when she's taking the pills, she has a, have you ever noticed on, on shows where they will like obscure brand names or something? Like they'll cover what the actual brand name is so they don't have to like product place or something like that. Oh, yeah. Well, when she was drinking her bottle, it was clearly an Evian bottle, but they changed the V to a W. So it said like <laughs> Eweon. And it's... <laughs> I just, stop, I just couldn't stop laughing about it. So it's irrelevant, but I thought it was very funny. Anyway, that, the Peach Pit. Is really funny. So, yeah, the, there's so many people at the Peach Pit. And Jordan is there with Andrea. And I guess it's Tony, the football player guy. Yeah, He's Andrea. like, where's Kelly? People are getting, like, people want to get this thing going. And then they get a call that Kelly's on the way. And he, like, announces to the whole place, like, Kelly yeah. will be here in 10 minutes. And I was like, yeah. who are you? Yeah. <laughs> He's in a lot. I feel like I think he's in like twelve episodes. That character. Yeah. Did you notice the epic boom micery in this scene? No. It was off the charts. I mean, (laughs) especially a little bit later when Brandon comes in, you actually see not just like the little mic dipping down in the top. You actually see like the the long handle of the boom mic in the corner of the shot. It's insane. Wow. Who do you blame for that? Do you blame the boom mic person or do you blame? The, no, they don't know if they're in the shot or the not. It's gotta person. be yeah, it's gotta be the camera person or the director, you know, somebody in there is not watching for it. But that 
I mean, the whole corner of the screen, you saw feet of this boom mic stick. So crazy. (laughs) In the car on the way there, Kelly is saying she's really hot. Her heart is beating really fast. And Dylan figures out that she has guessed about the party. And she doesn't give up Steve. She says that she figured it out on her own. And then they talk about... Dylan had a birthday in like first grade or something and he got second to wear a grade, second yeah. grade and he got to wear a crown and I don't know. They talk about that. And then Kelly wonders <laughs> if Brenda will be at the party Yeah, at the peach pit. Everyone hides and then jumps out to surprise and Kelly acts surprised. Yeah, she does a good job. David asked Dylan, like, what? Why why were you guys taking so long? And he said, traffic. Brenda tells Kelly happy birthday and gives her a hug. Kelly asks Brandon where Steve is. And what does he say? He got the girl behind door number three. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So later, Brenda is sitting sadly, kind of moping at the counter. And Tony comes up and he's like, there's been something I've been wanting to ask you for years. (laughs) And he asks her to dance. Not that, not that suavely. No, no. It was like, it was charmingly dorky. Yeah, it was. But you've always been with Dylan. And she's like, so what is it? And he was just like, dance. (laughs) He just, he just said dance. Yeah. (laughs) She was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. To go off to dance. I liked it. I thought it was cute. Yeah, it was cute. Dylan asked Kelly if she wants to dance, but she says that she's going to go freshen up in the bathroom. Did you notice the extra at the table sitting next to Kelly? No. They're, so they're, they're at the, the booth that's on the wall. So the back is just one big long booth and little individual tables. So Kelly's there. The table right next to her, there is an extra. And I don't know what is going on in this woman's life, but she's having the worst day of her life. She's just <laughs> over there just being like, oh, I just I just don't know. I'm just so upset. It's so funny. It's I couldn't. I was just transfixed by her. I thought like... Is this a new character? Because she really was having she was having an emotional experience. <laughs> she uh, she made a, a choice for her character. She did, and she the committed actress. to it. Yeah, and frankly, it worked because I want to know what's going <laughs> what's on. What's going on? Is there a resolution? I don't know. Andrea and Jordan are talking to Brandon about Yale, and Jordan says he's nervous to go to Yale. Yeah, and Brandon tells them that he lost out to Steve on this yeah. dating game. And Andrea's like, well, this will make a good story for the paper. And Brandon's like, not every life experience needs to go in the paper. <laughs> Write about anything else but our lives. <laughs> I'm into the fact that Jordan and Andrea are just like a couple. Yeah. They're very I like, like PDA ish. They're very like natural with each other. You know, I like it. I like that we've gotten there. I like it too. Kelly is having a really hard time in the bathroom. She's breathing heavy, she's sweating. Yes. And then we, this is that scene where this girl we've never seen before yeah is in the bathroom and it's like oh hi kelly and asking yeah. her if she's okay and tanya lynette smith is the actress's name yes and she is really good in this she is. She's, yeah in this tiny scene um but kelly says she's fine and so the girl leaves and she's kelly's like splashing water on herself and she's not doing well then we see that they're about to light the the cake the candles on the cake so brenda goes to find Kelly. This reminded me of when they were lighting Scott's candles and then David had You're to right. go find Scott. Yes. It's like the same thing. You're right. Okay, so Brenda finds Kelly on the bathroom floor and she's like yelling for them to call 911 and she's like... Yeah, she's like right on the floor next to Kelly trying to get her to wake up and it's not having any effect. Steve and Celeste have concluded their date. They pull up to the peach pit. They have 
a little moment. He wants to call her and she says yes. And then they have a little kissy kissy. And then he goes in the peach pit and there's no one there. And Nat has to be like, hey, bad news. I've got some bad news. Okay. So then we're at the hospital. Everyone is waiting to hear how she is. And they're kind of talking about it. Brandon wonders if she has an eating disorder and, um, you know, they feel kind of guilty that no one did anything. Uh, David comes out and says that she's going to be fine. And so everyone decides to go to the coffee shop before they can, like, go because they have to wait a little bit before they can see her, except for Brenda and Dylan. Brenda wonders if she should just go home, but Dylan tells her to stay. In the hospital room, Jackie wonders how this could happen because these are just over the counter pills and the doctor's like yeah except she was taking like three times the recommended amount and not eating anything so (laughs) and jackie's just she's just like why did you do this yeah to kelly like she just doesn't understand so the doctor's telling her that she needs to eat and he wants her to go to therapy and he mentions there's like a group at the hospital for eating disorders, yeah. but she is in denial no, about yeah, that. She's, she's not open to that in the slightest. No, she, it upsets her greatly that they would insinuate that she has an eating disorder. Jackie tells everyone they can go in and see her. Jordan kind of waits outside and when Steve gets there, he shows Steve where she is and i thought i thought steve was gonna come in and be like the heavy like why did you do this stop doing this to yourself because everyone was being like oh you look great i'm so like you're fine yeah being like really nice so i was hoping steve was gonna come in and give her some like tough love i know i know what you mean but he doesn't he just you know comes in and gives her a hug and jackie comes in to ask everyone to leave for the night brenda stays to talk to her alone and tells her that she really scared her, but that she really loves her. And Kelly just doesn't understand. She's like, I don't understand why everyone's acting like I was trying to commit suicide or something. Like, I'm fine. I just, you know, I took too many of these things. And Kelly jokes with Brenda, well, I'm going to live so you can't have Dylan back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I guess they're joking about it now. I guess so. (laughs) After everyone leaves, Dylan thanks Brenda and gives her a little kiss on the head. And then he comes back in and says happy birthday. And Kelly thanks him for staying. And then much like Edward Cullen, he sits and watches her sleep. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) In just the same way as that. Yep. (laughs) Well, Kendra, what did you think? Um. I don't know the whole oh, all the okay. all the dating game stuff. I was kind of whatever about. Yeah, I mean it was pretty predictable. Like I feel like we all saw that she was going to end up passed out at the birthday party. I wasn't surprised yeah. by that, but um, the but I mean structure- I think it's an important topic because yeah. so many teens deal with eating disorders. So yeah, I don't I don't begrudge them the topic, and I mean I think Jenny Garth's acting. Uh, in this episode was very good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I, you know, I I feel like it's a pretty strong episode overall. And I think you're right that the dating stuff is is kind of like a corny, but it reminded me a lot of 
the slumber party episode where Steve and Brandon are out and, you know, like somebody steals Steve's car or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like they have this whole like very light and goofy thing where everything is just like going to pieces at the slumber party. So like structurally, it reminded me a lot of that episode. I did but like, like that I, episode too. Like I said, I felt like a lot of the layers here really, really added up right. You know, like we've talked about the stuff with Kelly has been brewing for a while. Like it all makes sense. Um, so I thought this was a pretty satisfying like I don't know, crescendo in this storyline that that we're getting I'll into. I'll agree so. with, the, with the Kelly stuff, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, no, I thought it was pretty decent overall. What's your 90210 snap? Probably the obvious. Yeah, the bathroom yep. scene. Yep, Brenda finding her. Yep. yep. I will kind of ding Shannon Doherty there. I didn't think she was super great when she no, found her. I thought that wise. too. I was like, if I walked in and my best friend yeah. was, I mean, not her best friend anymore, but my friend was passed out on the bathroom floor, I'd be screaming. Yeah. Like it was a very weird. It she was, was a weird like, tank. Brandon, call nine one one. Kelly, yeah. are you okay? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was very bland. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was a week. Like I would have done another take on that because yeah. <laughs> she walks in and already she's looking down. Yeah. Like she doesn't walk in and then notice. She walks in looking down and then it's like, oh my gosh, Kelly. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> wooden. It was weird because it I was. know like Shannon Doherty can do better than that. So I don't know why. Anyway. Minor complaint there. I think it's a. I noticed it too. So okay, I'm glad. All right, you so major complaint. That. Yeah, major. All right. Uh, outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I host the All the Book Show, the official podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library. You can find us at SoundCloud.com/slash/AllTheBooks or anywhere you get your podcasts. A few weeks from now, Kendra will also be joining us on the All the Book Show <gasps> for a talk about Stephanie Meyer and her Twilight Saga. So. Keep, keep an eye out for that, and we'll share that on Twitter. We'll share that all the books episode when that drops. I am pumped. And you can uh, yeah. find me at Miss Musicbox91 on the social medias and MissMusicbox.com for all your crafting needs. Join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with episode 325, Senior Poll. Ooh, what are we polling, I wonder? Oh, man. I guess we'll find out next week. 90210, here we go! Eating disorders and disordered eating are common and affect people from all walks of life. If you or someone you know is struggling, find resources for help at nationaleatingdisorders.org or at 1-800-931-2237.